Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of uh, Relations. I'm your host Rolo Kayo and this week I have an amazing friend with me and as you know by now you're already bored of me saying this. It is not my place to start the introductory bit, but it's going to be their chance to tell us a little bit more about who they are, uh what they do, where they're from and then we are going to jump right in into the conversation. So, um Kev, take it away. Take it away. Hi, uh, Ruela. Thank you very much for having me as a guest on your show. It's a pleasure to to meet you and uh, just to be here. Asante sana. My name is Kevin Mochiro. Um, I'm a I'm an openly gay man. Um, I wow. wow. I'm also um, I'm also a, a writer. I'm a, journal, I'm a freelance journalist. I'm a podcaster. I'm an activist. Um, born and bred in Nairobi, but moved to Kilifi um, just four, four years ago. Uh, so I live by the sea now, a much simpler life, a happier life. I'm a cancer survivor, cancer Ooh. warrior. Uh, that is also part of my story. Um, I'm passionate about I'm passionate about Africa. I'm passionate about queer Africans. Mm-hmm. um i'm 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 i am creative i i serve on the as as, as i serve on the board of the gay and lesbian coalition of kenya galk i also serve on the Pema kenya board and also with the amnesty international board um finding myself in that human rights space i would like to do more um and i use this platforms um my media background to champion and to put out um LGBTQ stories from Kenya and the continent um i call myself a storyteller um mm-hmm. and i'm a custodian of people's stories because you know people entrust me with their stories so yeah. and i enjoy that kabisa yeah um i'm also the co-founder and uh, curator of the outfield festival which is the which is the first queer film festival in Kenya and I think also in East Africa. Um, um I've been doing that. Um so I'm openly happily queer and proud of who I am. Awesome. Yo, that is amazing. Yeah. Talk about um, Jack of all trades. Rasante. Some people call me Shogamze as well, but which I <laughs> I'm not quite embracing that title yet. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, we all can, considering that that like the term shoga kind of like I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah, just speculating there. I mean, I think that that is a bit is a bit I struggle with. Oh, that, we're yeah. forever young, right? Forever young. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I get older, and I am getting older, but yeah. yeah. The, maybe then I'm I'm looking for a Kiswahili word for daddy. You know, but I don't think there's one yet. Mubabas, Mubabas, <laughs> Mubabas. Are you serious? <laughs> wow. Well, it's still in Swahili, so. <laughs> okay, Mubabas. Wow. Right. Let, let me sleep on that one. Yeah, yeah, Mubabas. It's it's that that, can, that has a ring to it, despite the okay. negativity. The negativity that guys have with the term Mubabas. So. Okay. Okay. So first of all, um, congratulations if I can say it on beating cancer. Congratulations, you, you're, you're a champion, you're a champion. It's, it's an ongoing battle, mate. Um, it's an ongoing battle. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's say, present, present continuous tense. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. That's great. That's great. But, you know, you know I kind of like, like how 
we okay i'm not thinking above my head guys yes so but you know the the creativity bit the storytelling bit you know i'm also working on kind of like my first novel so i don't think i can consider myself a storyteller yet but i'm still a storyteller <laughs> you know so i just trying to work on the same balance and so Kev, today's conversation we're just kind of like having it easy and simple and we're just kind of trying to understand like you know um being queer in kenya to date in 2022 it's still a very very controversial topic and when considering that you've been in the scene for quite some time allow me to call it being in the scene for lack of a better word but how was it back then you know like the stigma the challenges how was it back then how was, how is it um that you felt the, the, the need to come out why did you come out was it a personal choice was it kind of like um life forced you to come out what what's the story behind behind you choosing to be an inspiration to others thank you for for describing as an inspiration but i mean for my experience it was lonely to be honest it was terribly terribly lonely mm-hmm. because um i didn't know any other queer people when i was growing up i didn't know you you, you hear stories you know yeah. i i came to the realization that i liked guys when i think as early as 11 11 12 you know mm-hmm. yeah. like why am i why why am i drawn to to men to 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 the penis to to any the things that were phallic you know yeah yeah you see that that just caught my eye and and uh-huh. I, and I, and I and i didn't know uh-huh. um i think and and what was it standard 7 primary school mm-hmm. you know i mean you, you sort of have that obligatory girlfriend when you're doing standard 8 and, yeah. and that kind of thing yeah but i i loved george michael i had a huge crush on him he was a uh-huh. singer with wham mm-hmm. you know um yeah. i was i was a, i was a gentle child but also uh-huh. loved sport and rugby at the same time but i knew there was something that drew me towards men and i found mm-hmm. them fascinating yeah um there were <laughs> a few totally there are there are a few crushes on on a ton of some teachers and and I and I look back at myself and like without knowing much I was very ballsy I was mm-hmm. very ballsy I remember walking around my neighborhood one day just and walking near one of the teachers who had a crush on the like they want to fun like I wish I could just see this man I wish yeah. I could just see this man I want to be with this man yeah you know I really yeah. want to be with this man you uh-huh. know um, it was that um and then when you get my that nothing happened until my i got my first encounter when i was 16 in high school you really? know and by then yeah yeah uh-huh. by by i was in a, i was in a day school in Nairobi uh-huh. mm-hmm. so but i don't know how i knew that if you walk up and down Kenyatta avenue uh-huh. you will meet other guys uh-huh. you know and yeah. back then um <laughs> somehow i knew the stanley though mm-hmm. it was a new stanley as it was called was a place to be yeah you know so after church i would sneak because uh, we weren't a very religious family back uh-huh. then yeah. i was i used to go to church so i could get bus fare to go into town yeah and then i just go randa randa in town yeah you know uh-huh. and i would just <laughs> go and hang out for 2 3 hours on kenyatta avenue you know you'd you'd, you'd see people like there's something about this guy i remember uh-huh. one time i saw some guys wearing pink shirts 
and they went to the Stanley and you know you're 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 doing the the, the match in your head like oh so okay. maybe uh-huh. and then I remember one pink was normally associated with women at the time but it was yeah but it was also cold you know uh-huh. for, yeah. for that time and yeah, uh-huh. you see a lot of guys on Sundays wearing pink I'm like oh okay <laughs> Kumbaya, yeah. there's something here uh-huh. um, and I remember one time being at the Stanley. Um, a, a, a gentleman walked in. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was from the Far East. Mm-hmm. Um, he walked in. I remember he was wearing a white polo shirt, and then he had a handkerchief sticking out of his back pocket, his right back pocket. I'm uh-huh. sure I even remember. Uh-huh. And and I knew like this was code. I knew uh-huh. this was code for something. I knew this guy, like knew this guy was gay. He wasn't my type, so I didn't approach him. Uh-huh. Not back then, even like. I was still picky, even though I didn't know what I was doing. What's your type? <laughs> I mean, back then I was like, then I'm like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't attracted to, to him and just his physical form. I'm like, and I think yeah. maybe in my head it was only Jungus who are like that, and he wasn't. Yeah. So me, I'm like, me anta, me anta Jungu, I'm a white person, uh-huh. you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I knew once I so every Sunday I'd say maybe three out of four Sundays I'd find myself in town. Yeah, and then I'll just walk. You know, uh-huh. you walk from the Stanley, you walk up Kenyatta Avenue. Uh-huh. Um, I'd go to then um, the gyms, well, places and the place I knew that you could maybe find meet other guys were at the Hilton. Yeah, I remember going to the Hilton. Yeah. Uh, gym. You know, that time you're like, oh, I'm looking for a gym. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, what does a 16 year old know? Who's gonna about a gym and who's gonna pay for it? You <laughs> yeah. know. Uh-huh. Um, Somehow I and I think somehow I knew Princess Hotel. I remember going there one evening. Yeah. There was Terminal Hotel. There was another hotel. I forgot the name near mm-hmm. Central. I just found myself following a trail that yeah. the yeah. universe had just laid out for me. Mm-hmm. And to one Sunday mm-hmm. when I it was a Sunday before we opened school. I, I I'd gone to school at Fitters to get a pair of shorts and then yeah. I went back to the Stanley and there was this guy, he was pretty good looking and uh, he left the Stanley and walked towards the arcade at yeah. um, the Hilton. You mm-hmm. know, then there, was a, there wasn't that much security, the things weren't boarded up or barricaded yeah. as they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was window shopping and when he stopped in front of a particular store, I think he'd already seen me following him. Yeah. Um, I went up and asked him whether he was a homosexual and he Yo. said yes. And he asked me whether I was and I said yes. Uh-huh. And then um, I have no idea where those guts came from. Bro. I have no. <laughs> well, you don't mind me calling you that. I, I know it was bitter lemon because I used to drink a lot of bitter lemon then. Yeah. Crest, as they call it. Uh-huh. Next thing, I was with this guy having sex with him in at, at a hotel in Nairobi. Okay. You okay. know, uh-huh. and this is this was someone who was this was a much older person. Uh-huh. Much older, yeah. But I remember when we were having foreplay, you know, in your head you're like, I have wa- I've waited for this for so long. I was him a load, but I'm like, I have waited for it, and this is the thing that I've wanted. <laughs> yeah, you know. And were, were you uh, were you kind of like sorry to catch you, but were you afraid like you don't know this person you just met and here you are? What if he kind of like turns the tables on you? Bruh, that was the last thing on my mind. It didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, you're like I have met I've met someone who is like me, you yeah. know. Yeah. And like I could, and I was gonna have the kind of because that time my friends were having sex, my close friends were having sex with girls. Yeah. And when we were going for those parties, I was I could not bring myself to having sex with them, mm-hmm. with the girls rather. 
yeah. you know yeah uh, so this was a secret life that i was living uh-huh. so it just felt it just felt right mm-hmm. at that point in time yeah you know um yeah. i i left and went home after that but the moment i got home i felt so guilty i showered and i scrubbed myself clean Yeah. You know, I I yeah. prayed and I'm like I will never ever do never this do again because I uh, <laughs> I got overwhelmed by guilt and I and I never went back. Yeah. I never went back. You Ooh. know, and uh-huh. I I lived a very in my head I used to say a very asexual life but I figured a non-sexual life. Mm-hmm. Um after then I became um, a Christian, I got involved in the church, but I did struggle with feelings of attraction to other guys and yeah. and back then I, I was masturbating a lot you're like this is simple this is simple yeah. you know um yeah. and i just made sure i didn't put myself in a situation where my faith was going to be compromised mm-hmm. um but i i didn't have a girlfriend i was not going to go that way because yeah. i wasn't interested so i just figured this is my cross to carry and i'm yeah. just going to be the best person mm-hmm. that that i will be mm-hmm. um and that was my life for for, for many years uh-huh. um, i remember those one time my neighbors were having a party uh, our neighbors were having a party uh-huh. and I, i got invited and there were the guy was they were from the philippines and mm-hmm. there was someone there who we got on really well we started talking and then he's like oh why don't you come over to my house you can have dinner there so okay. i'm like yes yeah, a nice okay. guy we uh-huh. got on really well Yeah. And then as that evening progressed and I realized guy this guy only has one bed. You know? Oof. And I'm uh-huh. like I don't know him. Yeah. How can I share the bed with a total total stranger? stranger. Uh-huh. You know? And yeah. and every time he'd come back from from the bathroom he'd sort of like buckle himself in front of me. You know? And I was uh-huh. I was a little oblivious. I'm like that is kind of strange though. I love who um and then When he came to bed we, we were like yeah we went to bed you know after talking and chatting um he's like oh my body is really tense can you give me a massage I'm like I'm not very good at it so I'm like I'll try yeah and then he wanted to make out with me I froze I froze yeah why uh, and I told him in my head mate I, what I was doing was wrong I was still I was, I was heavily involved in the church. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. what and I, and I and I and I'd put and I had I'd, I'd suppressed all my queer feelings, suppressed yeah. them kabisa. Yeah. You know, and in my head this was sinful. Uh-huh. Was, I was not meant to be doing this. Yeah. It was a very long night and the moment day broke I bolted out of that house. <laughs> and I never saw him again and and from then on I mm-hmm. went to there was a particular pastor at my church who I was really close to so that evening I ended up being at the house and I told them everything that had happened and I told them I am attracted to guys you uh-huh. know I am a homosexual yeah. yeah but they they didn't judge me you know mm-hmm. and and I went to them because they were Americans in my head you're like ah oh, white people are more so a lot more progressive that's what I thought there yeah. you know and yeah. to my surprise that he said his brother was also gay Okay. You know, they had an estranged relationship with his brother, but he mm-hmm. was also gay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You're still my friend," and what we were close already. He's like, "It wouldn't make me think of you any differently at yeah. all." And they didn't yeah. treat me any differently. Yeah, it's just that whole thing. You're like, you know, you're you're within the church. You have to operate within the rules. But there's such a relief to know that 
someone else knew who I was. They saw me as a person and they didn't judge me when I said, oh, I'm still struggling with masturbation. Yeah. I have still, these are strong feelings. They didn't judge me one bit. Yeah. At all. Uh-huh. You know? So, and I went on with my life for that and like that way until I think maybe 2002, no, 2000, 1999, 2000. Yeah. I was working for a radio station in Nairobi and I met a guy who, one of my colleagues there was rumored to be gay. Uh-huh. And I just saw him and when he walked in, I just had a crush for him. Uh-huh. And, and, and for me, that was turning point in the sense that what I'm feeling is internal. I feel this inside. Uh-huh. And if this is what my straight friends are feeling towards girls, yeah. my feeling is towards guys. Where is this from? Uh-huh. And how is this? I remember just really asking myself, how is this good feeling seen as a bad thing? Yeah. Then I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, the feelings that we have, even as queer people, where are they from? We don't buy them from a shop. Mm-hmm. It's just who we are. It is. And I'm like, my free, you know, if um, for the first time, I, and you know, for the, I don't know what, what it was like for you, for the first time you, you get attracted to someone. I'm like, this is, why is this a bad feeling? Yeah. Why is this a bad feeling? This is, mm-hmm. a, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is who I am. And yeah. I was still, you know, so from then on, I started really battling with, with my attraction to guys and, and, and being a Christian. Yeah. You know, so that's mm-hmm. when the real battle began because I was recognizing both, both, both identities, both dualities. Yeah. And interestingly, at the same time, there was some other guy who used to go watch rugby matches in. Mm-hmm. He was, um, he was also he was he he really liked me. We tried making out at one time, but we got caught. And yet uh-huh. again, I sort of like freaked. So it would happen. I'd make out, I'd start, but then I was starting to make out. I'd freak out. I'd I'd, I'd become guilty and then run away. Oh, that you know? uh, yeah, yeah. I totally, I totally relate. I totally. I, I I remember bolting. You know, we 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 got caught kissing in the car park at, at, at outside an office building, and then it's like let's just go to Kachoe Choices then. Uh-huh just for drinks and then as he was parking the car i, I yeah. stepped out i was looking for parking and mm-hmm. i ran away i got mm-hmm. into a taxi and i went home Oof. you know it was things like that there was mm-hmm. there was so much confusion mm-hmm. so much confusion within me at that point in time and i think that was the toughest time no yeah. that was almost the toughest time and there was a lot of and back then this was 2000 there's a lot of uh, um pornography you know mm-hmm. the, the internet was not as controlled as it is now yeah you know mm-hmm. so and and at the office i would i would i would work later i was doing shift work so for like three four hours i'm by myself yeah i would spend like all that time looking at porn and it was gay porn gay porn uh-huh. yeah <laughs> you know so so for me there was no i was not part of the movement i didn't even know that existed i didn't know there were other gay people I'd heard about gypsies, but I was too scared to go to gypsies. Yeah. You're, you're going to be one of them. Uh-huh. And yet, as I'm worrying about that, I'm busy looking at guys online for four hours in the middle of yeah. the night. Uh-huh. You, you know? Uh-huh. Um, it was lonely. It was really lonely, but also very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I, I made my peace with my sexuality when I went for my master's. Mm-hmm. Um, in the UK and that's when I realized people just love me for who I am Yeah, you know I was meeting friends who are not religious who are, who are not anywhere close to being in a church mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. 
but they couldn't understand me. I would go out with them to the gay pubs, you yeah. know. Yeah. But on Sunday morning, I'm, I'm busy rushing to church because I'm part of the worship team. Okay. You know, it was that. <laughs> um, uh-huh. It was that. And then, um, what what else? And by then, I'd, I think before but before I left Kenya, I made peace. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm gay. This yeah. is who I am. Yeah. I'm not going to live it. Uh-huh. I'm going to do my best just to be a good... Um, what is it called? Celibate gay Christian man. Uh-huh. And that was that didn't last very long. Well, was... <laughs> but who... <laughs> it never lasts. It never lasts. No, no. <laughs> but by the time I came back to Kenya in 2006, mm-hmm. uh, session the very first time and saying, fix me. You know, I think that will be the story of my life. Just feeling I have to fix this. I can't, I can't be having sex in toilets, in parks, cruising, cottaging, you know, those are the terms that were used, that are yeah. used, you know, for sex in public spaces. Yeah. And I can't be doing this. And then on Sunday, I'm in church. This is, mm-hmm. this is madness. This is tearing me apart. Yeah. And I remember telling her to fix me. And she was just very kind in the sense that um, she looked at me and was like, let's just, let's just tell me about your story. And I told her about my struggles. I, I, I was involved in group therapy yeah and by the time i came back mm-hmm. she was like you there's nothing wrong with you it's just who you are yeah so coming back to kenya um i knew i was not gonna go back into the closet mm-hmm. i knew who i was Ooh. and i figured come on in by and in by and i came back knowing full well and you know i was 33 at that time mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm not going to go back and put on a charade or a mask yeah. saying, okay, I'll get a mama. Yeah. You know, you buy a car, you get a job, you buy yeah. a plot, you know, all mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I figured I will just come back if you ask me. And I made a decision. If you're uh-huh. going to ask me whether I was gay, I was not going to deny it. And this, I'd, I'd made a decision even before I went for my master's that uh-huh. if you asked me whether I was gay, I was going to say yes. Yeah. Um, not gonna i was not going to lie about uh-huh. who i was back then yeah. but i was not going to lie to anyone i'm like this is who i am mm-hmm. yeah so 2006 i come back to kenya um you know all those places i'm like i'm older now i'm yeah. comfortable and you start venturing to places the place the only place i knew was gypsy the place i was afraid to go you know and i yeah. found myself I, I must say i also started sometimes the gay ancestors the universe thank you so much <laughs> you know i met one of one of my closest friends one of my closest friends i met on the streets of nairobi you know uh-huh. it was raining it was traffic it was gridlock yeah was just chappering labs waiting for time to go by and this guy was busy drying his shoes on the pavement i'm like this is interesting how you don't meet people like that in nairobi mm-hmm. everyone's very square this guy was just literally drying his shoes yeah. You know, he was bad yeah. on, on the pavement. And then I'm like, Pole. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, waiting for the traffic, da, da, da. And next thing's like, why don't you have coffee? Uh-huh. Just a random meetup like that. And yeah. through him, uh-huh. we, both, we both knew that this is who we are. Uh-huh. You know, we exchanged. Yeah. Those days we had house numbers. He gave him my phone number at home. He gave me mm-hmm. that. And we just started talking. And then lo and behold... He started introducing me to other men and the day forgive me if I get emotional uh-huh. the day it's I okay. met other guys mm-hmm. the day I met other queer Kenyan men 
mm-hmm. here in 2006. Yeah. Was like coming home. Mm-hmm. I knew I was okay. I knew I was home. Yeah. I am so happy there were there were other people like me. Uh-huh. I was not alone anymore. There were Kenyans, they were called Korea, they were called Kilonzo, and they were happily gay in their own way. And I was meeting other people who were Asians, who were, you know, Indians rather, who were Muslims, who were gay, and they were my age, and they were living their best life. And I'm like, oh my God. Thank you. My whole life. Mm-hmm. Ah, my whole life changed, man. Mm-hmm. My whole life changed. And then I remember around that time, we were having meetings around forming a movement. And we went to Lenana House. And I remember I met, you know, slowly, slowly you're meeting other people. So you're just meeting people you're like, oh, wow, this person is... Yeah. And then I was told about this meeting on a Sunday at Lenana House. And um, I walked into the room and there were like 30 men and women mm-hmm. who are gay in that room. And I'm like, mm-hmm. my people, I have found my people. Yeah. And there were some of those people I knew from high school, some of those people I'd seen in them, you'd heard stories of them or you'd seen in the media and you, or you'd heard their names and like, I have come home. I have found my tribe. And I think from then on, I, there was no turning back, babe. Mm-hmm. There was no, there was no turning back at all. Yeah. At all. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was me getting involved with, 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 um, the first, um, it was the first read. And I think I just sort of, I was more in, I, I got thrown into activism. Yeah. And I figured how, how else am I going to get involved? Mm-hmm. How else am I going to I don't know why I'm crying so much. Nate, okay. Um, okay. How else am I going to just try and make a difference? It was so easy for me to just find myself in that space. Mm-hmm. It was so easy. Because I just figured this is right. And I, and I figured I didn't want anyone else. And that has just driven me. I don't want anyone else to go through what I did when I was 16, when I was 15, 16, yeah. 17. Yeah. When you're alone, you know, I, I didn't want anyone else to go through that. Mm-hmm. So, and that was when there was um, the, 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 the MSM clinic at Liverpool uh, on, on Arvin Scott, the Liverpool VCT. Yeah. You know, so we used to find that there were meetings there when we talk about, we used to go to Lelana House. I was just fascinated. I'm like, there's so, there were other people who are, mm-hmm. who are close to my age or even younger who, and I have so much respect for them because I'm like, you came out at a time where I was even so scared for myself. But yeah. look at you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so we used to have the meetings there. And I think the first thing we did, and then I, I went into work. You know, I, I'm, I'm a journalist by training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I remember we were given an opportunity to be part of the, um, the, the World AIDS Day March. I think it was 2016. No, 2006, yeah. rather. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. It was 2006. And, um, and I remember we, we had a meeting 
that time I was still scared. I'm like, I can't be seen on the streets, you know, marching. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. but I, and I figured if I can't be seen on the streets, I'm just going to help behind the scenes. So I remember yeah. helping a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the women, you know, the LBQ, uh, uh, the LBQ um, colleagues, if I can yeah. call them that, or the LBQ members of the, of the community. Where I saw them, they were, they, they were, they were, they were willing to be seen for yeah. us who are not scared, who are who are not willing to be seen, and and kudos to them, mm-hmm. kudos to them, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember just helping paint banners and like, hey, I don't know whether I'll manage, I don't know whether I'll manage, but I was yeah. scared. Mm-hmm. I was scared, mm-hmm. you know, because like there'll be media. Yeah, you know, I mean, even that year, I think it was during the rainy season, that um, May August thing. Mm-hmm. start hearing of parties um and i remember there was one guy i met on the masri because this is the rainy season the theme of yeah. that party was hawaiian i, I forgot it well you know mm-hmm. and this guy was wearing a floral shirt sandals and i'm like bro it's raining and this was a in a in a masri <laughs> number 48 and i knew exactly where he was going uh-huh. but i was so scared and i remember just before i got off the matatu I, i'm like i just told him enjoy yourself and i walked <laughs> off uh-huh and I think after that, I figured I'm not missing another party ever again. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, but I, I, in 2006, I found myself, I found family, I found my tribe, mm-hmm. you know? For me, yeah. my, my my main hangout was um, Jipo at that time, Gypsies, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, hookups. Yeah. It, was, it was a much more friendly space you know there were people who'd come and then you hookups were easier mm-hmm. um i also and and i and what else was happening and i think also you know to the following year in 2007 we had the first meeting that saw the establishment of a fund you know the first meeting that saw the establishment of Ohai, you know this mm-hmm. regional fund grant making organization and it was such a joy to be part of that organizing to yeah. be part of the meeting Mm-hmm. And I remember that we had a party after that, and like, wow! And that time, by that time, we were meeting activists. Most of the activists in this region were coming from Uganda, yeah. Um, a few from Tanzania, a few from Rwanda, a few from mm-hmm. Burundi. And I'm like, there are more of us, you know. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I was like, there are more of us, and they, yeah, and they are, and they are. And it's the thing. The problem is for me, having come to terms with, with my section. I wouldn't say the problem. The thing is for me having lived in the UK briefly when I was studying and then there was a very wide face to sexuality yeah. and I was living in a, and I was studying in a small town. So most of the people I was hooking up with were white. Mm-hmm. And then to come back to Kenya and you're like, these are black people. These are Kenyans. Yeah. We have the same skin color, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our realities are very thin. For me, it was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. So all those things that people say, this is the, back then people were saying this is very western this is african i'm like yeah. but look at us no one taught us yeah no one taught us these things no one taught me mm-hmm. there was no class mm-hmm. you know and there was no internet all, to, mm-hmm. there, was, there, was, there was very little internet you you know it, yeah. it was very little it was very slow it was not mm-hmm. what it is now yeah you know so so for me it was it was that it was mm-hmm. my activism my life I think I started, I, I got thrown into activism. Um, so I don't know much, I didn't know much around what was happening yeah. until that time. Mm-hmm. It was the meetings, going to LCVT and just meeting guys and talking to guys. 
you know, meeting the likes of Kenna Auntie Ivy, the David Couriers, the mm-hmm. Andersons, the, the Larrys, the, mm-hmm. the Judys, you know, the Kit yeah. Kats, you know, people who have moved on to other things. Mm-hmm. That was for me, that was, and, and it wasn't on the rev, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mm-hmm. I didn't know of other spaces. And then you, I didn't have much money, so I, I was limited in where I used to go. We yeah. used to live closer to Westlands, so it was easier for me to go to Westlands than go mm-hmm. to now. Yeah. I could walk. I could walk to ST and walk home without, and just have enough money for beer. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. instead of you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I remember once I was in in working as a journalist, mm-hmm. I knew I had been given a platform. I knew mm-hmm. I had been given a platform. Yeah. And I figured I'm a gay man in a newsroom. Yeah. And if there are any queer stories that are going to be covered, it will be me covering them. Yeah. And I'm going to do it with objectivity mm-hmm. and make sure that the people who, my people, will be covered fairly yeah. in a way that they deserve to be covered. Uh-huh. And I have, and I use, and I mean, there was another uh, friend of mine, a dear friend, Mwangi, and mm-hmm. we figured this is how we're going to serve the community. Yeah. We will use our, our roles within the media to make sure mm-hmm. that we are covered fairly. Yeah, and I've always, and that's and that's basically it, you know. Um, that's my story. I don't have. I mean, I'm only discovering around the scene. There are things that I had, but I'm mm-hmm. discovering a lot more now that there's, mm-hmm. that there was a very vibrant queer underground scene in Kenya, very yeah. vibrant. Mm-hmm. And kudos to the people who navigated that scene. You know, we didn't have a lot of religious fervor, and yeah. we do have now. Yeah. So the sp- people were not judgmental as mm-hmm. as 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 people are right now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but there was that whole thing of fear to be called a homo. Yeah, you know, that was the word <laughs> that I used. Mm-hmm. There was that fear of being called a homo. But even within my family, we knew people who were gay mm-hmm. and would still come to our parties. My 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 parents did not speak ill of them, and no one spoke ill of them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and secretly, I must admit. Even when I was within the church, uh-huh. I really admired gay people, queer people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I'm like, that you are me, mm-hmm. you know? And I mm-hmm. wish I had the balls to be able to live that life. Yeah. You know? So yeah. basically that's that's my time from a long time ago. It, it may not be I'm not may not have been very specific as to the places and everything because I wasn't part of that. Mm-hmm. But this that was just my that was just my story. That was just my journey yeah. um, here, here in Kenya. That is amazing, you know, and I'm really, really inspired because personally, as we are talking right now, I still find myself struggling between religion and my sexuality, you know, because considering that I also brought up in a, in a very religious background, I have very religious parents you know i was also in the worship team considering i was the worship leader so you know kind of like trying to find this balance between religion and sexuality it's something i am still struggling with today and to hear that you actually um um overcame it and you accepted yourself fully it's really really inspiring to know that personally i can be able to reach where you are in, in in my own time, in my own way, you know, I'm every day I'm learning something about myself. It didn't, you know, when it comes to um, the spiritual bit, when it comes to the sexual bit, and trying to find the balance between the two. So, yeah, 
Yo, <laughs> I also like try, I, I'm getting emotional about about your story, and I'm seriously, seriously, I, I am smit, I I am smitten, you know, and I'm blown by it. And you know, that is that is amazing. I'm, the thing is, for me, is and I, and and you know, back then, no one could tell us that you could be queer and religious. Mm-hmm. No one used to tell us that it was either one or the other. Mm-hmm. And now I think. To anyone who is off religion, who is religious, who is, um, who is, who is, um, who is spiritual, we can be queer and spiritual. Yeah. And 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 we can be queer and be in the mosque. We can be yeah. queer. It's not exclusive. Yeah. It's not exclusive. Mm-hmm. And and if, if 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 and and I think you know we were told you cannot be the church was not a place for us. The mosque mm-hmm. were not a place for us. That we you know so and now people are saying but. I don't. People are claiming their religion. We're reclaiming yeah. our faiths for those yeah. who are. We're mm-hmm. reclaiming our spirituality and saying, "But I, I am also a spiritual being, even mm-hmm. though I am, I am queer." Yeah. You know, there's scholarship mm-hmm. that is coming out of that. There are religious leaders who are who are queer. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and and are doing God's work and mm-hmm. are doing you know religious and are doing the work of God. Yeah. And then yet again, I think as we are growing as a movement and as a mm-hmm. community, more so as a community, mm-hmm. I have become more spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know, and for the yeah. longest time, I suppressed that. Mm-hmm. And now my and I and I know, you know, yeah, I have the, that. That is still part of us. Mm-hmm. You know, homophobia, yeah. transphobia, biphobia had made us feel that we can't be. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. we're now saying on our small religious journeys that I have faith. Yeah, I have faith, and I think faith was presented to us and has been presented to us in a very narrow way. Mm-hmm. And just to encourage you, and and for me, this is a very recent revelation. Yeah, God can be so many things, and I think mm-hmm. patriot, um, the monotheistic religions mm-hmm. have limited God. And I'm and the other day, and this is a very recent discovery. I'm like, Yani, mm-hmm. how can we limit who God is to what only what we understand? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It doesn't. You know, I, I mean, how can how can God be so small mm-hmm. that He can only be Christian? That yeah. He can only be Muslim. That no, not He. That they can only be Christian. Mm-hmm. They can only be Muslim. Mm-hmm. They can, you know. Yeah. If 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 you believe in this supreme thing that mm-hmm. is all around us, yeah. Look at the world that we live in today, mm-hmm. and then we want to put our concept of God in a way that it only suits us. Mm-hmm. And and, and 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 our our our, our understanding as human beings, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that is crazy. <laughs> We're limiting. That is absolutely, you're limiting the person who, the the person of the thing that created you. Mm-hmm. You're limiting the thing that you're limiting the the ancestors. You're limiting the universe. You're limiting yeah. the diversity that exists in this world around not just sexuality, but yeah. around everything, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. Look at the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. It is so beautiful. I mean, just living by the sea, I mm-hmm. recognize how small I am as a human being. How small I am. How small I am. And who am I to think that that this that that this thing that is bigger than me is only limited to a particular race. Yeah. Is only limited to a particular tribe. Yeah. Is only limited to a particular nationality. Is only mm-hmm. limited to a particular religion. Mm-hmm. How small do we make God or our understanding of God? And 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 for me, I've started using words like grace a lot more. 
because those are those because uh, we used to hear that only in the church and like no mm-hmm. only christians are the only ones who can give grace that's bullshit mm-hmm. you know yeah and for me the most important thing is utu yeah utu ubuntu and, and i'll tell you the three words that govern my life now mm-hmm. uh, utu ubuntu which in my head are synonymous i mm-hmm. am because of you mm-hmm. you know because we are a master because we are Mm-hmm. and that is limitless bro yeah that is limitless you know and even the word namaste is i recognize your soul as you recognize mine mm-hmm. and there's no there's no color to that there's no gender there's no tribe there's nothing it is mm-hmm. who you are inside that's the important thing for me these days mm-hmm. are you a good person you know are you a good person mm-hmm. is your soul good are you doing good and and then one thing i took away from 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 the church mm-hmm. you know and i use this now uh for let me not even say from the church because that's yeah. limiting from 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 christianity yeah is is i i mean we we all beautifully and wonderfully made all of us yeah every single one of us yeah every single one of us. and that covers the whole of humanity So mm-hmm. I cannot think of myself better off as anyone else. I cannot. Yeah. And it really annoys me when people think they're better off than anyone cuz like but you didn't choose who you are. Yeah. So what makes you think you are better off than me because you love in a particular way. Mm. You love in the more conventional way. That's mm-hmm. just bullshit. It is. It is. It is. You know? And then mm-hmm. the, and then the other thing is um where it, it says that we're all made in God's image. we are every single one of us mm-hmm. so you think about it whether someone is filipino whether someone is is inuit whether someone is from south america whether someone mm-hmm. is from the, the china or tibetan yeah. someone in the mm-hmm. sahara you know someone in in you know here on the coast someone you know in europe mm-hmm. every single one of us is made in that image if you do yeah. believe in god if you do dear so who are we to judge people who are we to think of one another as better off than another I can that is not in my DNA anymore. Mm-hmm. I did, I'm I'm grateful it never was. Mm-hmm. And the fact that my activism is where it is now. Yeah. Is for my activism is I'm passionate about queer Africans, I'm passionate about queer Africans, I'm passionate about queer people. But I'm yeah. passionate about human beings, most of mm-hmm. my tribe. Yeah. You know, and I think now that you're speaking about it it's only natural for me to find myself being in a space where I'm advocating the rights for for queer people matter mm-hmm. of injustice really yeah. get to me yeah because who are we I, I didn't choose to be born Kevin Mochiro I mm-hmm. found myself here mm-hmm. exactly you know? exactly I I was not there was no checkout line I'm like oh you're in Africa I'll go there. <laughs> you know that's for queer people you know no yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know so for me that is that is who I am and for for people who are struggling with faith i just faith and their sexuality or gender mm. identity mm-hmm. i'm just going to tell you something that we were not told when yeah. i was young when i was 16 walking on kenyatta avenue and hell selassie and tomboy and more avenue yeah you are beautiful oh. you are beautiful mm. you mm. are beautiful and do not ever forget that mm-hmm. and you have been created and you have higher beings you have ancestors you have the universe you have the mm-hmm. spirits you have the gods mm-hmm. looking out for you because that was who you were made to be yeah that is who you were made to be so embrace yourself love yourself love yourself every 
moment every day. Love yourself mm-hmm. and be the best person mm-hmm. that you can be. Flourish, go, grow, and find your wings and fly. Oh my God, that is amazing. That is amazing, you know. And you've mentioned something, you know, when you started saying that someone is um, beautiful in their own skin, you know. You've taken me back to a point where I started attending um, CSC. I don't know if you know about CSC. Um, it's a queer led um, church. Yes, yes, yeah, I, yes, I know the about queer led church by Pastor Caroline. You know, and attending the services. I, I find this 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 um, feeling that you know a sense of belonging, you know, where no one literally questions who you are, um, who you identify as. You know, everyone is welcomed. You know, it's a place where you literally leave your shit at the gate and you just come in. You get to worship God. You get to all be in one spirit, in one mind. You know, you get to feel the love which is in the air. You know, and it's a very very beautiful thing and it's part of the things which personally i do not take for granted considering that you know with the struggles of um, religion and spirituality i find myself in religion and sexuality rather i find myself at peace and, and and i feel so calm and i feel that you know what i am not hated i am not hated i am loved i am who i am i didn't wake up and decided to switch that button and be like today i'm going to be gay tomorrow i'm going to be straight no i feel that i am who i am meant to be you know we find that balance and that comfort you know and that joy that comes from loving who i am and it it, it brings me a sense of you know love <laughs> If I can, if I can it's call okay. it that, love wins. Love yes. wins. Exactly. That, that I know. Exactly. Love will win mm. because you know, who knows the mm-hmm. color mm-hmm. of love? Who knows the color of love, man? We no, don't. There is no color. There isn't. There is no color. Mm. You know, mm. love will win. Mm. You know, I, I remember, as we were talking, yeah. as we were talking earlier on, and. You know, um, I remember when I was when I was when I was at uni and it was by the sea again. And I, one of those days, I was just really crying, mm-hmm. God, and saying, "Take this shit away. This is too hard." Mm-hmm. And then the thought I got back then was like, "You want to take your life because you're gay? How mm-hmm. ridiculous is that?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got, I got. I got that thought because that is the one thing that you want to deny. You want to deny the life that you have been given. Yeah. Because you're gay. Yeah. Don't be silly. Mm. Go. <laughs> you know? Mm. Yeah. And then you realize, but it's only one aspect of our life, our queerness, our sexuality, our identity. Mm-hmm. is one aspect of who we are. Yeah. Just one. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's what you do with it. I can't become saying it's what you do. With it. I just think we have been so blessed. I can't. Yeah. Even, I don't even use that word often. Yeah, I'm gonna use it, and you know, because you know, I, I, I don't want to. I really want to be affiliated to Christianity. <laughs> yeah, um, which is which is crazy. That's my uh-huh. shit, and I need to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But we have been so blessed mm-hmm. to be who we are. Mm. To be who we are, to be given the opportunity to say, "Heck, I'm gender non-conforming. Yeah. Heck, I'm polyamorous. Heck, I'm I'm a lesbian. Heck, I'm bisexual. Heck, I'm gay. Yeah, and I can be 
and I can be. There are those who, and 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 we've chosen to be who we were, yeah, who we are, yeah. Some people may not have that. Mm-hmm. Some people may not have that, mm-hmm. and there was a time where people did not even have the language for that. Yeah, but we are finding spaces. We are creating spaces. We are finding family. We are finding ourselves. Mm-hmm. Man, we are really lucky. We are mm-hmm. really, really lucky. We are. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I I am seriously at a loss of words right now. You know, kind of like putting me in a reflective mood, <laughs> and which is a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's a good thing. And you know, I am going to take your words, and I am going to not only have them in my mind, but I'm also going to put them into action. You know, I'm going to be there for someone because. We at times we kind of just like think that things are majorly um, solved through money and through materialistic gains, but sometimes all it need all we all all it needs is just for you to be there for someone. You know that that um, for the other person to know that their their, their needs are, are, are being felt. You know that they are they are valid. You know and the people. We, we all just need someone. We all need someone to be there for us, to hold our hands and tell us, you know what, everything is going to be okay. You are not walking this journey alone. And there are so many, we are so many, and we are going to hold your hand and we are going to tell you, you know what, it is going to be okay. You are going to be okay. It might not seem, yeah, yeah. yeah it might not seem like it is like it might not seem like everything anything is okay right now totally and and and, and 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 when and when people look at me and i'm like the person who is with you the person who is speaking to you right now has yeah. gone through a journey mm. and i think everybody has their journey don't look at the end results don't look yeah. at me at this point in time yeah but i've have i have my scars i have my bruises and everybody has their scars and bruises yeah. to get to where they are yeah and it is possible and one of the most beautiful things and the thing i love about being uh, a queer a queer man in africa is it is possible to be yeah. queer to be openly mm. queer mm. on our continent mm. on our home yeah you know on yeah. in mama africa because i know i'm a child of mama africa mm-hmm and I'm even as even as a, as a gay man I know I'm off the soil. Yeah. I am off the soil. Mm-hmm. And 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 as as we continue doing the work that we are doing in, in, in championing rights in championing for safe spaces in championing for ourselves in in making showing up for each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. we are I, and I think which a part of me would like to believe believes like that we're going about we're going to fusing our Africanness and queerness and when that shit comes together man that is is beautiful man mm. I'm not saying we're better off than anyone but for us who have gone through so much strife as a continent yeah but when we are coming into our own with the knowledge that we have been given with our rich rich heritage yeah this is the cradle of mankind Mm-hmm. our continent is a cradle of mankind and even yeah. our queerness you know yeah. is part of that and when we get to a point where we can be free and express our africanness and express our Af- uh, our queerness mm-hmm. in the way that is so at home here 
Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> I know this continent will be. Oh man, and I want to be part of that story, man. Yeah, I just want to be. Will. I I want I want to continue being. No, I just want. I want to continue being part of that story. Yeah, and just like you're saying, I want to be. I mean, the thing that drives me is just being showing up for other people. Mm-hmm. Just making sure, in my small way, yeah, that other people know that you're not alone, bruh. And like, like what you say, it will get. It, it for some people, it will get tough before it gets better. It will, it will, yeah. it will get tough. Mm-hmm. But which, where, and I think it is important, even with my work as, I, I sort of, I don't know whether I call it healing work, but I do a lot of healing, supportive work. Mm-hmm. You know, supporting other people. Yeah. My thing is like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put my hand out there. Yeah. And then for people who, when you're ready to reach out with yours, mm-hmm. I hope my hand will be there. Yeah. You. And I just feel like with that, if I have to add anything, I'm just going to make things worse. <laughs> so, you know, um, Kev, you have literally just touched my heart and i'm sure you have touched our listeners heart today and you know and that is just I, w- I would just love to end the conversation at that because you know those are some really really powerful and impactful words that you have just um laid uh, laid out on our platform today you know and as you know i love to end my channel by saying i am a champion now today kev you get to say I am a champion. Thank you. Thank yeah, you very, you get, very much. Thank you, you for having me. Say I, it. Say it. Say it. I, I am a champion. Yes, I am a champion. Are. Yes, you are. I am a champion. You are a champion. Thank you. Thank you for making me say that. Asante, I am a champion. Yes, because everyone is a champion. You get to tell yourself something so many times that you end up actually believing it. And I am I, a champion. Thank you. Yes, exactly. You are a champion. And that is a mantra. I took up that mantra after testing positive for HIV because, you know, I test, I got diagnosed with HIV when I got infected by someone who I was dating. And, you know, mm-hmm. so that, that pain of knowing that he did it willingly and knowingly, it's not like it was an accident or anything. He knew what he was doing when he was infecting with HIV. I took that pain and I decided to turn it into something beautiful. And I started mm-hmm. this I am a champion movement through my podcast where everyone I get to interview get, because we have all gone through painful stories which made them into beautiful um, stories. You know, so when we get to tell ourselves that we are a champion and get to sit and think about the things we've been able to accomplish um, through the stones that people thought to destroy us then we definitely become champion <laughs> yeah no, and i am a, thank you thank you for that i really appreciate it awesome awesome and thank you so much for taking your time to be here with us today. it was an honor and a pleasure thank awesome. you so so much awesome guys so with that we end today's episode and you know you can hit me up on my socials actual okay on all socials or you can be feel free to send me an email on um, ruelokeo at gmail.com or ruelokeo at, at icloud.com sorry and with that guys asantini sana kwaheri obrigada adios 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 thank Ta-o. you so much bye bye asante bye bye thank Bye-bye. you so much um